At only 21 years of age, Matt Eskandari's short film, The Taken, won the award for Best Student Film at the renowned horror film festival Screamfest. This caught the attention of Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett, who casted Matt for the 2007 reality filmmaker competition show On The Lot. From there, Matt navigated the ups and downs of the entertainment industry and eventually directed the independent hit 12 Feet Deep. It was the success of this film that led him to direct three movies starring Bruce Willis, two of which were released in 2020. His latest film, Hard Kill, starring Bruce Willis, is available on Netflix. We're going in three, two, one, Full Focus. Matt, uh, welcome to Full Focus. Thank you so much for being on with me today. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you for reaching out. And, I, you know, it's always fun to chat with other filmmakers and, and learn from each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. And <clears throat> you and I, we, 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 we met personally in Los Angeles about four years ago. We were just talking about it offline. And, it, it, you know, it feels so long ago. And it was right before you did uh, 12, 12 Feet Deep. Um, you know, we met for lunch. And so I, I've been following your journey, and, and it's just been exciting to see your growth and, 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 you know, all the different films that the opportunities you've had to, to make, you know, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, you know, I want to learn about that, but I also want to know a little bit more about yourself. So you, you moved here uh, from Iran as a child, right? So, um, so, so tell me a little bit about that. You know, when did, when did you move over here and, and how was, how was it? Did you come straight to California? You do live in California, right? Yeah, no, it was a, it's been a journey. Yeah, I was born in Iran. Uh, my parents left in the early 80s. And we, uh, we actually went to Kansas. So I was like five or six years old only when we came out here. But uh, my dad was, uh, he was in college and, you know, working, working his, his way up. And we lived in a small town in Kansas, like a, a little immigrant Iranian family living in Kansas of all places. What, what town really were you, strange. what town were you in in Kansas? Uh, it's this town called Pittsburgh, Kansas. It's like 40,000, 30,000 population or something. Really small town. It's just a little college town. But um, yeah, so we stayed there. So wait, so our, you, 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 were you, were your parents living in Tehran at the time? They lived in a town called uh, Shiraz. Oh, the, Shiraz. So they yeah, moved from Shiraz right. to 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 Pittsburgh, Kansas. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I know that's kind Not, of strange yeah, journey, but yeah, they went from do. Shiraz yeah. to to Pittsburgh, Kansas, <laughs> and then uh, I was there up until I think I was like nine or ten, and then you know just because of the nature of my dad's job, he was working a lot in um, engineering and oil and and whatnot, and so we traveled and or we moved around a lot growing up, so. I lived in Texas. I lived in California. So there's a lot of different cities in California I lived in growing up. So there's a lot of uh, kind of movement and going around and whatnot. And and I kind of settled in a, in, a, in another small town in California called Palmdale. So I would kind of went to college there and and kind of grew up there as well. But yeah, no, it's been quite the journey. I mean, it's like looking back, I'm like. Very typical, like, immigrant kind of story, though, you know what I mean? Like, the immigrant family struggling, working together, kind of dealing with issues, and then just staying focused on our dreams, you know what I mean? Like, everybody comes to America to follow their dreams, you know, and there's no other country in the world that has the opportunities that exist here. Well, speaking about that, I mean, coming from a, from a Persian background, you know, like, what were the expectations? Were they... Like, yes, go ahead and, and become this artist that you want to be, you know, or no, definitely you know, not you, the you, exact you... opposite. <laughs> Actually, I wrote this article on this uh, a few months back 
about my like uh, career aspirations. I still remember, you know, when I told my parents like, oh, I want to be a filmmaker. And they were like, wait, what? You know, they're like, no, 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 no. You got to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer. That's it. And I'm like, but I don't like any of those things. They're like, well, doesn't matter. Figure it out. Choose one. You know what I mean? And I'm, they're like, we didn't come all the way from Iran. So you can, you know, follow some, you know, wild artist dream or something, you know? And I'm like, but it's what I want to do. And they're like, all right, whatever, you know, you'll come back. And then, um, you know, when I was in college, I got into USC, USC film school. And they were like, oh, and I was like, you know, this is a really great film school and stuff. And they're like, okay, okay. You sure you don't want a double major in engineering as well or something? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's, you know, it's a really great film school. I'm just going to focus on filmmaking. And then, so I went to film school for, uh, you know, three years, graduated, made some short films, won some awards. And then even then my parents were like, have you thought about going to get a master's degree? You can still be a doctor if you want to. Right. And I'm like, what? I just won an award for a short film that I did. Like, why would I go be a doctor? So, so talk, was, let's uh, talk, wait, 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 let's talk about that, that short film. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think yeah. you're talking about the, the taking, right? I mean, that yeah, was the taking. That was the four, 2004 short film that you did. It was a scary movie. I think you won the award at the at Shrek. Uh, uh, Screenfest. Screenfest. Yeah, Screenfest. Screenfest. Sorry, Screenfest. It was the best, best, best student, student short. Right. And that opened up a lot of doors. I mean, it's a different world today, obviously. But back then, what you would do a lot of times is you try to, you're, you know, as a student, you would try to shoot a short film, make a really killer, killer short film, get into some film festival, win some award. And then agents would come to you and be like, oh, hey, like, that was a cool, let me check out your film, send me a DVD, send me a VHS. And, and I still remember, um, uh, you know, at the, when I won that award, I was like, I had a couple agents like reach out to me and it opened up a lot of doors. So that was how I was able to kind of take the first steps. It didn't, it didn't get me a movie right away, but it just, it opened up some doors and got me some, you know, some well, opportunities to meet people. And Right. That, so let's talk about that movie, by the way, which I checked out, right? That <laughs> short film. So, you know, Thanks. what I really liked about it, and, and, and for those who are listening, you know, like, go on and just go on YouTube and, and put it in there, you know, the Taken, you know, and, and you know, it'll show up. It, it was, you, I mean, this is 2004, right? How old, how old were you in 2004 when you were making this film? I was, I was as funny as I was only like 21 in 2004. So I was 21. That was literally probably like my third or fourth short film. Like I made some other shorts while I was at USC, just some like practice shorts. But that was like the one where I was like, all right, I'm going to credit card this one. Like it, it actually cost, uh, I think it was like, I'd saved up like uh, 10 grand. That whole short film cost me 10 grand to shoot. I still remember. Um, and we shot it. Funny story about that too, is I worked at an internship for uh, Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott and Associates while I was at USC. And, uh, you know, and the, and the management there was like, stay away from Ridley. Don't bother it. Cause I was just like a, a, you know, an eager film student. And they were like, okay, one of the rules here is stay away from, from Ridley. Don't, don't talk to him or, you know, don't, don't bug him or whatever. And I was like, you know what, you know what, F this man, I'm doing this for free. I'm going to, I'm going to go bug him. You know what I mean? So I would uh, try to like sneak into his office or whenever he was in or whatnot. And one day I, I kept nagging his assistant. I was like, can I just talk to him for like five minutes, man? Like, give me five minutes. He's like a legend. I just want to talk to him for five minutes. And then one day it was like a Friday, like at seven o'clock and he was still in the office and I was still there. And they're like, yeah, if you want to talk to him now, now's a good time. So I came in there and, you know, I was like, oh, hey, I'm a student at USC. I sat in his office, talked to him for, it's got a good like 15 minutes. 
you know, what I was doing, what I was working on. I was telling him I was working on that short film, the taking action. I was like, yeah, I'm working on the short film. I'm thinking about shooting it on 35. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, his advice was just like, go do it, man. Don't like, don't talk about it. Just do it. And he was like, he actually was like, there's some short ends. You know what short ends are, right? Like when you shoot on a film, you have like some extra, extra film that's left over that you just either throw out or save. But there was apparently he was like, oh, there's some short ends in the in the attic up there. If you want to take those, go for it, man. Use film, it on your film. Film is not very cheap, right? I mean, it it, it could be. Yeah, costly. it was. It, yeah. it was all shot on short ends and like two takes for everything and whatnot. But I was like, oh wow, man! Like once Ridley was like, okay, you can use those short ends. I was like, man, I better I better do really good on this because like I'm, you know, I got Ridley Scott giving me his like extra short ends to shoot this film. So yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. That's like the pressure is on now. You better make oh, that, no, the make pressure that was count. Totally <laughs> on. I was like, damn, all right, I gotta I gotta find a way to really make this good. Yeah, but, but you also hold you kind of accountable to it, right? Which kind of like puts that pressure on to you to like, now I really got to do this right. You know, like, wow. I mean, who whoever gets the short ends, you know, like like an opportunity like that. You know, that's that's a good story in itself totally. right there, right? Totally, um, no, it was, but, it was great. And you also wrote, like, you co-wrote that one as well, right? Yeah, no, that was, I, I co-wrote that script uh, with a writer. I don't remember what happened to the writer. I think she was like a student as well. But uh, we worked together on that one and, and yeah, so you know, that, was a, that was a good starting off point in my career. It really opened up some doors. I mean, I know today it's a little different these days. I don't know if short films really don't do the same sort of thing as, as they did, you know, 10 years ago. But, um, but you know, regardless, as long as you're constantly shooting, improving your craft, making products, shooting stuff. Like, I think today you could probably shoot a short film for, or a, a feature film for 10 grand. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like, you know, if I was in film school today, I'd probably could shoot a feature with what, you know, the resources we had on that. Cause I think that film, I think we shot it in like over like four or five days. So, I mean, geez, man, like, you know, it's, I don't know why you couldn't shoot a feature in five days with, you know, a small right. crew and moving quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, also the, the makeup was amazing in, in that one. Right. I mean, and, and, and that goes into the depth of filmmaking, right. It's like all these little details that you, that you have to take, you know, take into consideration when you're making making a film um and then from there uh, steven spielberg and and mark burnett what, what and there was a reality you were on a reality show right yeah, in 2007 that's who, that's who knew story, there was a reality yeah. show and and so you were chosen to be on that um you know i, I try to look up that that show um what was it called again uh let me on the lot on the lot that's right yeah <laughs> there's a funny clip of me from the first episode like I got a, somebody sent it to me a couple of years ago. I was like, Oh God, I look so, I look so young and naive and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to see this, but somebody sent it to me. Cause I was only on the first, uh, I think it was like on the first or second episode only. And I got kicked off, but basically it was a, like uh, American idol for filmmakers. It was really weird concept, kind of interesting for the time, but you know, they, they were trying to look for the next great filmmaker and Spielberg. I mean, they had a couple of them. I think Matt Damon uh, and uh, Ben Affleck had the Greenlight Project or Greenlight Project. They had Project Greenlight, yeah. It was, uh, Project I think Greenlight Project Greenlight was actually similar, better because right? that one, it was like they chose a filmmaker and then they walked him through the whole filmmaking right. process. Right. So it was, a, it was a little different. I don't think, I think that one had a couple seasons, a few seasons. Yeah, yeah. And and yours was, was on Fox, right, at, at the time. Yeah, it was like a Fox. It was literally like after American Idol, you know what I mean? It was interesting. Right. And I think... What's interesting though is some uh, I've stayed in touch with some of those filmmakers and some of them are doing well. I mean, they're shooting, they're you know they're mm -hmm. they're actual directors now and mm -hmm. they're making movies and 
Oh, I'm so sure the really casting cool. process of, was probably vetted. The casting process was vetted well, right? They're not just oh, going to yeah. pick anyone. They're going to pick those who were really like for real about this, you know? Oh, yeah. No, there yeah. Were, I think the top 50, I think there was 50,000 submissions or something. Crazy. And this was in the 2000s. There was like 50,000 short film submissions. And I think we... Mm -hmm they whittled it down to like 50 and then 12 and mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Crazy. And one of the filmmakers on there, I was just messaging him recently. He just shot a film for like a star Wars fan film and it like blew up and stuff. He's a real cool guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it was an interesting experience. Cool. I mean, I didn't kind of do much while I was on the show, but it was fun to actually be in there and yeah. it validated my filmmaking journey. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. If apparently Spielberg watched every short film that got selected into the top 50. Wow. So I was like, all right, man, if Spielberg watched the taking and he's like, all right, get this kid on the show. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not that bad. I mean, maybe I got like some talent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what it's about too. Like the journey, right? Like there's, these are all these stepping stones along the way that we're still on and, and they're going to be mm -hmm. many more coming our ways anyways. But um, so you moved on from there and then, you did a few things, but th what I th thought was super interesting was that movie you did in you went to China for, right? Uh, the Gauntlet, yeah. uh, I think it was called. Um, yeah. It's, and then was picked up here by Lionsgate and distributed here, right? Um, you know, you how long did how long were you in China for that, and how was that experience? That experience was definitely kind of my, one of my hardest in my filmmaking journey. That was uh, probably the hardest film I ever made. It was, we were young then, we were like 26, 20, 27, 25 in that age. And it was a couple other producers who went to USC. We'd raised financing to do a film in China. And we're like, oh yeah, let's do it. This is gonna be fun. We'll go to China, go shoot a movie. Like, this would be great. You know, but we didn't have a lot of experience and it sort of became really overwhelming while we were there. Things were going over budget. We got shut down. It was dealing with like cast and it was a challenge. You know what I mean? We didn't have a lot of experience at the time. So um, we ended up coming back from that film, uh, over budget and we were like, Oh, okay. We got, we shot like a pretty cool movie. So hopefully we'll just get the extra 200 grand to finish post. And the finance, that was like a, it was like a recession around like 2009 to like 2012. I don't, I'm sure you remember, yeah. but so like nobody was investing and it was like, literally there's like a three, four year period where we were stuck in post on that movie. It was a nightmare. I mean, I hate, like I started just hating that movie. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> just get this thing off my hair. Like I just hate this thing. Yeah. And then finally when Lionsgate, we finished it and you know, I, I ended up having to spend a lot of my own money to finish the movie mm. with like some of the other producers. Wow. And, um, mm -hmm. we're just like, we just want this over with. And, and I was at that point in my career where I was like, Oh, once this movie comes out, I'm sure I'm going to get like a lot of opportunities. You know what I mean? And by then I had just, been so much in that bubble for so long mm -hmm. that um like i didn't have a manager anymore i didn't have an agent <clears throat> i was like oh it's fine once this movie comes out it's so good it's gonna like get me some representation and everything and and then the movie came out and it didn't turn out as well as i was hoping mm -hmm. obviously because you know you spent four years on it and it just the quality wasn't as good and i was like oh shit you know mm -hmm. so then i had to almost start from scratch again mm -hmm. after that film to kind of build my career again because it was like you know it'd been so long since I'd even directed something. Right. It was like, right. wow, I'm, you know, I'm starting over again. I got, do I have to shoot a short film again? Like what's going on here? <laughs> and then, um, I just started writing more. That's when I just was writing and writing more scripts and mm -hmm. trying to, trying to figure out like the next project that I could actually make, you know what I mean? So from that project, um, when it finally got released in 2013, I was like, all right, 
let me, let me write, let me figure out a concept or a script or something that I can actually shoot myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's when I started coming up with uh, 12 feet deep. And I was like, well, what if there's, what if I just get two really good actresses, stick them in one location I can do this in my backyard, you know what I mean? Stick them mm-hmm. up a pool and I'll shoot it for 10 grand or something, you know, 50 mm-hmm. grand. So I was like, you know, I was like, well, if, if I have to start over, let me do something interesting and, and something that I'm passionate about. And um, so then that's how that project came about was almost having to start over again mm-hmm. and create something that I knew I could shoot myself. Wow. So let's talk about that 12 feet deep, right? It's about two girls that are stuck under a pool cover um, and you know, I'm sure there's a whole lot more going on there, but, um, yeah. you know, I was, you know, watching, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole film. Uh, I did watch the trailer and, you know, one thing I was kind of like wondering about is, you know, first of all, did you really shoot under there, you know, and the camera was like submerged, like, you know, half and half. Right. So I'm sure you had to, I mean, you want to talk about a cheap movie, right? Like, but that comes with a whole host of, you know of other challenges that come like the lighting under, I mean, I don't know how, did you even use any lighting under there or did you just use yeah. out, out, outside bounce lights? Like how did you, you know, it was, yeah, that, it was definitely, you know? yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, I sat down to write the script with my co-writer and we we're like, Oh, let's, this can't be hard to do. It's like two girls on a pool, a cover. It'd be so easy. Like this is going to be like 50 grand. And then finally when, um, I was about to shoot it on my own. And then this producer came on board and he's like, well, I can sell your script and get it made for like 500 grand. And I'm like, Oh, 500. Okay. That's even better. Let's do it for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So then when we got the distributor on board, I was like, Oh, this is going to be, we can easily do this. Like I'd never shot in the water before. So I had no idea like the challenges involved with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, once we actually started shooting, I was like, Oh God, this is a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. Everything goes slower the girls are getting cold every five minutes being in the cold water. And, uh, we did shoot actually under a pool cover, but that was the tough thing is, um, mm-hmm. we built like this massive piece of pool cover that we moved around mm. based on the, where we were shooting. So like, you know, it'd be like a 12 foot by 10 foot and we'd have to crane it over here and then move the camera. Okay. So you weren't really under the pool cover, right? They were, it, it looked like they were, but you were on the outside. Shooting uh, sometimes, no, we were in that under the pool cover okay. with them, with but them, it was right. only a piece of a pool cover. I got so you. Right. it wasn't the entire pool. So, sure. but sure. that, but the problem was moving that thing was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like it took almost like two hours to move that thing across different areas of the pool. So we ended up having to be like, okay, we only have two hours. <laughs> right. Let's just shoot it from here. How many you know, days did this. you shoot that one for? Do you remember? Uh, that one was 15 days, 15 days. Okay. 15 days on that one. And then what's funny is like, it went from, I went from 50, uh, gauntlet was like 18 days, 12 feet deep was 15 days. And fucking the Bruce movies were like 12 days and 10 days. It's like, <laughs> how am I getting less days on every movie? It just doesn't make any sense. Right. The more movies you make, the less days you spend on set. Right. <laughs> like right. total bs that's funny but uh yeah so yeah you know, so, it, but that was a hit man i mean that trailer alone at this point it's got like 52 million people watched that trailer yeah that was uh kind of definitely opened up a lot of doors that was finally like you know you know the right it was the right project at the right time with mm-hmm. the right concept i really wish it got a wider release too because i feel like it would have done great in theaters with like word of mouth. I mean, it's still to this day, I think my best reviewed film. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're on IMDb, like all the reviews are like almost all positive. So I'm like, Oh right. wow, this is such a simple concept, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, you got interesting characters, interesting concept, well executed. 
and it's like people just respond to that you know what i mean so sure yeah to this day like i still really, really love that film i think it it for what it was and the limitations it had i think it's, right. a, it's a good story cool pretty cool yeah no it, it definitely you know looks amazing i should probably check it out yeah. <laughs> so okay let's talk about and then boom right here comes mr a-list uh, you know bruce willis uh, you know opportunity right. Uh, that's that's pretty cool, probably, right? When 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 that happens, and you get a chance to work with someone who's so seasoned and professional, and someone you can learn from, probably a lot too. When you're on set, just a different level, right? Um, you know, tell me a little bit about how that was. How did you prepare for it? You know, how did that come about? Yeah, no, that was uh, one of those sort of like opportunities that came after Twelve Feet Deep. So once that film did well, I got like a manager, I got an agent. I'm out there going on meetings. And I'd written a script with another writer. It was called uh, Survive the Night. It was the Survive the Night script. So mm-hmm. we shot that script around and a studio picked it up, like Lionsgate picked it up. And they're like, oh, we want you to, we want to make this movie. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Okay, cool. So then I jumped on to, to direct Survive the Night. I didn't know who was going to be in it or anything yet. It was just like, you know, we, we bought the script from you and we're going to develop it a little bit more and we'll shoot it next year. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call from those same producers and they're like, oh, we have this other script that we, uh, the director fell through mm-hmm. and, um, we want you like, would you want to pitch to direct that first? And I'm like, oh, okay, what's the, what, you know, what is it? And I like, go, oh, it's, it's set in a hospital, you know, since you know how to shoot one location, it's just like, it's in a hospital. It's, <laughs> it's a girl perfect running. for you, Matt. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Oh God, one location. And then and they're like, and Bruce Willis is in and I'm like, Oh shit, Bruce Willis. Right. I'm like, what? Right. So then they're like, yeah. And, they were planning on casting Bruce and survive the night. So this was like almost like a test to, to see if I could work with him. So they're like, Oh yeah. And if you do this, we'll just shoot the next one right away. And mm-hmm. you know, we'll roll you into to shoot the next one. I'm like, all right, this, I'm, I'm down, you know? So then I read the script it was a fun script. It's a good kind of like chase thriller in a hospital. It wasn't right. it's was like a, a classic sort of like B B movie programmer. Sure. And I'm like, Oh, this is fun. This is a fun script. Yeah. Let me, let me see what I can do. And then, you know, and then I just started uh, kind of, we went to Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. I, it was, it was a difficult shoot just because of the days, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we only had 12 days to shoot it. So when and you have like a limited amount of time like that, like 12 days, for example, and you shot all of those days in Puerto Rico, all of them cons- yeah, consecutively, all of those Puerto Rico, yeah. uh, you know, and you got to get it done, right? I mean, you, you don't, you know, you don't get oh, extensions, yeah. you know, you shouldn't anyways. Right. So the long, long days, is that fair to say? No, I mean, they're usually 12-hour days. I mean, okay. the producers are, like, looking at the clock. They're like, we're not paying any overtime, man. Right. Any <laughs> Same thing, right? No, we're 12 no hours. OD, right? <laughs> the toughest days, though, are the Bruce days, though, because yeah. he shows up for only two days, mm-hmm. and he has 25 pages to shoot. Oof. So, Busy you know, it was, a, it was a learning experience being like, okay, like, I started watching a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff with Bruce and someone to see what it was like and how is he and how we're going to work together. And, you know, and surprisingly, he's, you know, he's – a lot of he's like really chill and fun on set mm-hmm. he does like doing action you know what i mean like when you throw him those action scenes he's like he's like bumping into things like he likes doing act. like that's what i realized I was like hey this is why he's an action star he just likes doing fight right. scenes and right. stuff like that so right. he's oh, fun yeah. to work with he's always joking around having a laugh yeah. but he doesn't feel the pressure that i feel you know what i mean because he doesn't need to he doesn't care like he's like oh you didn't get your yeah. day started yeah, buddy he's, he's like, been there done know, that right yeah <laughs> you know exactly. i'm do. just like we gotta shoot we gotta shoot the next scene Right. But, uh, no, and then it was it was a good kind of way to see what you know, like an A list movie star, mm-hmm. how they are on set. They just want you to come in there confident with vision, knowing what you want, understanding you know his character, communicating effectively, 
uh, and moving the set along efficiently. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of those things that they just, they just want to, you know, have trust that Mm -hmm. as a filmmaker, you know, I saw a lot of behind the scenes stuff with him and M night when they did like break unbreakable and, and, uh, six cents, they had a great collaboration because Mm -hmm. M night was very specific on his direction, on what he wanted, on what he was going for. And, you know, to the, to like, he, he knew exactly what his characters were wearing and the color palette and everything. And, and Bruce, like any actor, they want to feel like they're in good hands. You know what I mean? They're in the good hands of a good filmmaker who's going to get something good out of them. Yeah. So even Absolutely. under the conditions that we're in, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though it's like tight two days, shoot fast, shoot quickly, two takes, you know, it's tough, mm-hmm. but having, you know, that confidence to know, okay, we're, we're creating quality work as best as we can. That's all he wants, and then right. you know, and he'll be right. happy to, to work Absolutely. together. So that's that's really what it comes down. So to. you you've done you've done three three films released with him now, right? Um, yeah, and over you know relatively short period of time. I, I think twenty nineteen and then twenty twenty were two in twenty twenty, right? Just recently, hard. Yeah, no, out. it's a two year period. Basically, yeah. shot three features, and um, and it was interesting watching the evolution. Uh, just stylistically, you can right. see that. You know, it's it's sort of cliche, but the more you shoot, the better you get. You know what I mean? There's just really no way around that. It's like it's just experience. You know what I mean? Sure. Like each of the movies, like the scripts are different completely and the quality of the scripts or the writing or whatever. But you can see like by Hard Kill, the, the last one, it's a more polished. You can, you can see that we took that formula and really squeezed every ounce of juice mm-hmm. production value from that formula, like that 10 day where you're like it's the biggest budget looking one out of all three of them, but right. we had the same budget. We had the same time. Right. We had, you know what I mean? So it's interesting to, and it's, but it's the most polished looking out of all of them. And it's, do you, work I don't know if it's the best script out of all, but it's the right. best polished looking one. This I got, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I see what you're saying. And like you said, I, I mean, does it, do you work with the same folks too? Like the same crew? Uh, For those three films I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, so that's, kind of that, helps those, too, that was right? another key thing is yeah. like, you take the same team from you for one to the next to the next, and you just gel so much stronger by the time you get to that third or fourth one, it's like you're on it. You know what I mean? Things are just sharper and Absolutely. more polished and faster and you trust each other. So yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting to see cool. that evolution and yeah. kind of learn from it as a filmmaker. You know, you can see why, I mean, look at like, like Ridley Scott, for example, he's still directing and he's in his late seventies. Mm-hmm. He shot so many films, you know what I mean? So many TV oh, yeah. pilots and shows. Count them, yeah. That's why he's so damn good. He just shoots a lot. He works a lot. He's not, just you know, waiting around conceptualizing stuff. He's doing it, you know what I mean? Right. That's how you become a better artist, a better filmmaker is by doing it, not by talking about it, not by uh, theorizing about it or conceptualizing, just like do it, you know? And some of them are going to be crap, some of them will be good, but you're just going to evolve your style and get better Absolutely. as you go. Yeah, pick up your camera and and go and shoot something, you know, like yeah. put whoever in it, you know, it'll be, it'll yeah. be a film. Just put your palm in it. Yeah, <laughs> whoever. Right, exactly. Like uh so what's what's like what's next for for you, you know? Um talking about creating creating, you know, what what's the yeah. uh, what do you got going Obviously, on? Anything This year has been a uh, for everyone it's been an interesting yeah. uh year with the, this whole pandemic. Uh, there was a couple projects I was supposed to shoot at the end of the year. They got pushed. To next year because of this whole pandemic but um i don't know let's see i mean this is the first time in a long time that i'm sort of uh waiting around to see what's next you know mm-hmm. i'm not really eager just to jump in just to do it just yet because i'm looking at like, scripts and i'm trying to see what what i can you know what's the next right step what's the next right project um do you do you, you take know. scripts too 
Do I write scripts? Yeah, no. No, I do you take them? Do you do you, do you take them? Do you do? You... Oh no, no, no! I have um, I have. You're uh, open for sub- business. I'm open to scripts. Yeah, <laughs> send me scripts. Right. I'm on a virtual pitch fest. If anyone wants to go on there, it's uh, it's like a pitching platform where writers can. can how do send how script. do people find you there? Just look for Eskandari Entertainment, and then you can pitch me pitch me concepts, pitch me scripts, pilots, everything. So gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Good yeah. stuff, man. All right. Well, listen. It was it was awesome to have you on. Um, yeah, you know, pleasure. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Uh, keep doing what you do. You know, um, and uh, and you know maybe we'll catch up again, and you know we'll we'll catch up on all the good stuff that happened between now and then. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, you know, wish you all the success and and the best of health and everything and happiness in the new year. So yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it. Same to you, my man. Thanks for coming on.